And I want to talk um, a little bit about some of the things that God is saying about the blueprint for Revive in the future. And listen, I know lots of you watching will not be from Revive, but there's things that you can pick up here that might be relevant to your church and your situation too. But without a doubt, for, I don't know, 18 months, we've been talking about the fact that we're entering a new era. And, uh, uh, it, you know, behind the scenes and maybe publicly, I can't really remember, but we've had several words about blueprints being kind of ripped up and new ones established for the future. There really is a sense of change. Um, now, don't get overly worried. I don't think the new normal, you hate that phrase. I, I, I do a little bit, but I, I, I get why we need a phrase like that, perhaps a little bit, but I also get that it's just irritating sometimes when you've had enough of lockdown. Uh, I don't know about you, I found lockdown three the hardest. And then I noticed this morning, Auckland has just, in New Zealand, just gone back into lockdown as well as our friends in in, in Australia, in, in Melbourne. I mean, you know, there's still lots of upheaval going on. Um, but here's the thing. Uh, let me reassure you of, of, of a few things when I talk about innovation and new things happening and new normal. I know the future involves us gathering, meeting, worshipping, singing, maskless singing. Come on, somebody, put a hurrah into the comments somewhere. I know it involves us eating food together. Isn't that just going to be the most wonderful thing? Uh, maybe you've, you've come to realise in this time of, of lockdown and, you know, isolation, and it's hit us all in very different ways. I know some of you are busier than ever, and some of us are on more of a pause than ever. Uh, but the reality is that you'll have noticed that there is a grace that we give each other just by being together. And uh, I can't wait to get back to that together uh, with all of you. Uh, so I, I, I want to share with you. So look, there's some things that we can rely on. The, the, the future's not going to be so wacky that we can't connect with it. But I do think there are some new things that are beginning to become clear about our blueprint for the future as Revive. And like I say, many of you can take bits of this. And so I'm going to chat about that for, I don't know, 10, 10, 15 minutes. Have <laughs> you ever known me to just do 10 minutes? I don't know. I'm going to try. They're all laughing in the studio now. I'm going to try because um, I want to get back. We've got Paul here. Um, um, oh, mate, how long have we been friends? I don't know, 30 years, something like that. And I just love um, just Paul playing and just worshipping. So should we just get back into worship in 10 minutes or so? Because what I'm going to do probably quite a few times over the next six weeks is come back to you and chat for 10, 15 minutes at a time about the blueprint for Revive as we go forward and as we move forward. Um, uh, but let's get back into worship in a minute. Is that all right? Now, um, let me read you this verse to kind of set a little bit of a context. You know it really well by now <laughs> in, a, in a time like this. Isaiah 43, verse 18 and 19, you're going to know it. Forget the former things, right? <laughs> That's almost like saying new normal. Here we come. Uh, forget the former things. Don't dwell on the past. You could even say don't live in the past. That would be the same kind of wording, right? See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Oh, I do feel, have you noticed the, the, the what they call snowdrops are coming through? I even saw some daffodils coming through. There is the first signs of a springing up. And, um, you know, if, if you read some newspaper headlines, but definitely not others, there's even the signs of hope coming up. So, um, you know, things are definitely turning. That's why we're keeping going with the prayer tsunami. Everything's turning right now and we're heading 
into this new era. This is no longer an end. This is a beginning, right? Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the desert. But look, couple of key words in that phrase. When God is doing a new thing, it's really important that we perceive it and that we see it rather than dwell on the past. So uh, let me just hopefully whet your appetite with some of the things that I think are going to be happening in and around Revive as we come out of lockdown and head into this new era together. Um, and I let, let me see if I can just share two things with you, okay? And I suppose these are more about values at this point rather than being super practical, um, you know, nuts and bolts. They take care of themselves if your values are set right, okay? So here's the first thing to think about. Um, it, over the last 15 years, Revive has, has, has trebled in size and which is all wonderful, yada yada, great, God moving, all really good stuff. But you know what? As, as groups of people, whether you call them an organization or not, grow, certain practical things begin to happen. And, you know, the inevitability of, of what you might call, I suppose, success, if you can even use that word, and growth and all those sorts of things is actually the unintended consequences are, are that uh, the larger a thing gets, the more it starts to become like an organization and an institution. But can I tell you something for me as a leader, as I look at Revive and all, all of our uh, uh, members across the region and our friends across the country and beyond is, as we move forward more than ever uh, to someone like me, I think small is super precious. And as far as I'm concerned, the only way for us to continue to get bigger, if that is an aim, right? I think the kingdom needs to get bigger, not individual churches particularly, just work with me on that one. The only way for us to get bigger is to start to actually be smaller. Did you notice Jesus with his disciples didn't create a pyramid organization? He, create, he created a web of relationships and, and adventurers and people moving out and going into all the world. He wasn't trying to create a bureaucratic organization. Um, he, was, he was trying to create relationships under the headship of Christ, not under the headship of a single apostle or a pastor here and how big can we all get? No, Revive, if anything, I want us to feel smaller than ever as we step into this new season. Small is important. Family is important. Come on. Food is important. Relationships are important. So I know the future for us, Revive, involves us in making sure we don't try to become a large organization. I'm not even interested. I'm going to say scary stuff now. Are you ready? I'm not interested in Revive growing. I'm interested in the kingdom growing. I'm interested in the church capital see in Hull and East Yorkshire growing. I, I want to collaborate more than ever. I want to get, I want to get down to the small place of relationships and family and running together in God. The dangers we get bigger is you end up thinking, well, the only thing we can now do is create a bigger pyramid and a bigger pyramid. Can I be honest with you, right? People that relate to, to me and the things that God, God has called me to do, God has not called me to be an organizational leader. I, I'm, I'm prophetic, I'm creative, I like to work in small teams, not large teams. I, I, I need things to feel light and unstructured and unbureaucratic. We need to get back to the adventure of running with God. Uh, Jesus didn't come to build an organization. He came to see the kingdom of God blast out across those 2000 years ago, straight Roman roads and see the gospel transform places. And that doesn't come by thinking we have 
have to lock everything down into organizational structures. No, Revive, this is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be light. It's supposed to be flexible. And so I actually see, this is a word Simon Breaker brought us, and this will help us. Um, uh, he said, he talked about revive and he said, I see this big galleon being stripped down and suddenly turned into all these little catamarans. And so listen, it's same effect, same influence, same thing for the kingdom of God to be growing, but we are not tr trying to become the Ark Royal, some kind of giant ship that, 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 that charts through the seas and looks impressive. We are not trying to build an empire. We absolutely want to release people to do all they're called to do. So. Here's how we're going to do some of that, right? You ready for two things? The first thing I want to be devoted to in the future is that we create an undiluted epicenter of the presence of God. I, I, I just need a small team to help me build a place where the presence of God is rich, where the glory of God is moving. I've said it for years, revive only feels right when we've got a move of God at our core. And so I want to create something. I believe God's calling us to create something that's, that's you could say, is it, is, is it a church or is it more like a house of prayer, a place of encounter, a place where there's a sanctuary where people can meet God, maybe 24 hours a day. I don't know. I don't want to put a badge on it, but we must have a place of an undiluted move of God. Prophets across the country are saying that the move of God that's coming, we're going to find that meetings go back to being unscripted and unconventional and back to intimacy and a walk with God. And you don't know what's going to happen. People being overwhelmed by the glory and the presence of God. Revive. We must create that epicenter of an altar where the fire of heaven touches the stones of earth right? We must create a place where God is moving. And, and so I, I really think, I'll, I'm going to put this out there, I really think actually revive, old-fashioned language, don't really care anymore. We need a sanctuary. We need a place to meet God. I mean, we've exhausted ourselves setting up and taking down seven, eight venues uh, uh, on the weekend and trying to meet God. Actually, we need a sanctuary. We can just come in, switch the lights on, and go, this is where this community meets God. We need a place where God can move. And uh, you find that all the way through the page of scripture, there was a place to go to pray. And, um, and we need that. So we're going to be creating as we come out of this. It's why we've started with things like the upper room and 24-7 prayer and the prayer tsunami and the half nights of prayer. It's because one part of the blueprint is that we are going to go deeper into God than ever before. That's my heart, to create a place where God will move. And, you know, people like David Hathaway, a renowned evangelist and prophet, even prophesied, listen to this, he prophesied this over the spiritual leaders of Hull. He said, spiritual leaders in Hull will begin gatherings that give themselves to prayer and art and intercession and worship and evangelism. That will lead to revival. Revive, I, I think that's us. I think that's what we're supposed to do. So I don't only see a sanctuary in one place, but I see us have gatherings across the region and across the country for people to encounter God. I used to be the lock gate keeper in Hull. Did you know that? I used to open and close the lock gates, let the water in, let it, let it out. If you track back through your life, you'll find that many of your jobs in the past have prophetic resonance, just like your name probably has more prophetic resonance than you know. Well, I believe God has called me and this community to 
opened the floodgates of the presence of God flooding into this region so people can come and encounter God. I'd rather be a gatekeeper in God's house than anything else. It's what I want to do. And so this is why in this time you'll, you'll have seen we, we decided to make our team much smaller and that team is going to be devoted to the epicenter of God's presence uh, in Hull and the region. And we just want to give ourselves to building what Jesus said his church should be a house of prayer for all nations, a place of encounter for everyone. I don't even know if it will be, if the building will be called a church because I do not want to put a single other Christian off from coming and just meeting God with us. We want to serve the church in the region and serve the church everywhere. It's, it's all, all I want to do and it's all I'm really called to do. So we must be organizationally small and create a place for people to encounter God. Then stage two, because remember, Meeting God, whether it's on a Sunday or, or midweek or whatever in a house of prayer, it, meeting God is, isn't, isn't the end, it's, it's the beginning. It's where the adventure starts. When you meet God, you're going to hear him say, so whom will I send? Are you willing to go do something with me? The wave of God's presence that hits you in a prayer room is supposed to carry you out to transform the world. And so here's how we're going to be smaller and yet have greater influence, I believe, by God's grace, is we're going to devote the core to creating a place of encounter. But then we are going to give ourselves to the deployment of kingdom resource more than ever before. I don't want to create a big organization with lots of departments that does everything. I know God has put stuff on many of your hearts. Uh, Leonie Webster to transform law and, and rescue orphans and stop sex trafficking. My job isn't to make you a department of, of, of some kind of organizational church. It's to support and fund and pray for and get behind your vision. Eternal benefits, transforming the quadrant. I, I, we don't need you to become a department of an organization. I want to get behind the visions of others. Stuart, who's transformed transforming education and business and, and medicine. Columbia childcare, transforming a couple of thousand kids in Colombia. You know what? The only one in charge of the kingdom is God. And our job is to collaborate selflessly. So listen, I think at the very core of Revive, we are going to give ourselves to the sanctuary of his presence. But then what do we do with all, the, all, all that resource of his presence, his power and his provision? What do we do with it all? Well, then we absolutely give ourselves to deploy kingdom people like never before. To pray for them, support them, train them, uh, love them, hug them when it all goes wrong. Because it will, right? That's life. Uh, to, to fund. I, I want to give more than ever to people that are transforming local communities, that are transforming national laws, that are transforming nations, that are turning places up upside down for the kingdom of God. P evangelists that want to go and bring a harvest. I believe this small core team is going to support them more than ever to transform places. So that's how Revive, we're both going to become smaller and deeper and wider and more collaborative than ever. You know, one of the prophetic words that the UK Council of Prophets put out just about a, a month ago um, was that uh, it said... Um, we needed to be careful because rural areas of the country were in danger of, of um, losing their spiritual provision, you know, provision being lessened. A couple of weeks later, 
on BBC, out it came that the Anglican Church were going to have a major restructure. I don't know the details, I'm not an Anglican, but there's going to be a major restructure that literally their words were that might transform and remove a lot of the rural support for spirituality uh, in the nation. Now, I don't know the details and it's, you know, you know what the news is like, headlines can change minute by minute. But here's the point I want to make. Church, and I'm speaking to the whole church, Big C right now, now is the time to collaborate selflessly more than ever. We are not here to build our own empires. We are here to see revival, see harvest, see the kingdom come. One of the favorite things that we do in the whole region is some of our work with Anglican churches where we connect and we partner. There's no sense of threat. There's no sense of, of, of one-upmanship. Come on church, we need to start working together like ever before. I do not want to raise the profile of revived church in this region. I want to raise the profile of Jesus. How's about Revive? We radically take on board the message of selfless collaboration to see his kingdom come. That'll work for me because my calling is just to create a place of his presence and then to absolutely give all my support, approval, training, money, prayer that I can. I'm finishing off now. All right, we're going to go back into worship any second to give everything I can to see the vision that God gives you come to pass. That is what I believe leadership is, not sitting at the top of a pyramid, trying to have everything organized. It is being a foundation, supporting and releasing people to transform the world. And yes, revive, we're gonna meet on Sundays. We're gonna encounter God. I have a, I, I have a desire that uh, as we end up in a venue that we, that we, oh, let's build a big kitchen. Should we build a restaurant? Let's have more food together. Because part of our problem, Revive, is that some of us live two hours apart. We need to somehow gather more deeply as friends and brothers and sisters on an adventure and give ourselves to the call that God's given us. So, um, there's a couple of little things for you to think about as we go forward as a church. Let's create an epicenter of glory where God can move, yeah. right? And then let's just give ourselves, not to controlling people, but to supporting people. The authority of the future is not about, are you under my covering, as some leaders put it. The authority of the future is, I'm your friend. Let me release you into all that God's got for you to do. Then we're going to see the kingdom of God come. That's Jesus-like leadership.